When we live in the sukkah in a permanent way, we show Hashem we trust you despite the fact we're in a temporary dwelling. Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is the Prism of Torah with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This week, Yom Tov of Sukkos. Sukkos in the clouds. Shalom to everyone. Good morning. I want to share with you a different perspective, at least for myself, was a bit of a different perspective on how to view the mitzvah of sukkah. We'll start off, as we always do, from the psukim. The pasuk says, which means that we were commanded by HaKadosh Buchu to sit in the sukkah for seven days. The Gemara elaborates on that, in Daf Beis Mudal, the Gemara in sukkah. Amrat Torah, the Torah said to us, the whole seven days, called Shivas Yomim, Tzemidiras Keva, I want you to go out from your temporary, from your permanent dwelling, i.e. your house, Veshev Bidiras Arai, and I want you to sit in a temporary dwelling, which is the Sukkah, Ad Kedekach, that this idea of having a temporary dwelling, from that we learn the concept that you can't build a structure, at least from the Schach perspective, because the Schach is the main idea of the Sukkah, that's why it's called the schach cannot be put higher than 20 amas because a structure that has to be built in such a way that it's so high up, so tall, you have to have a permanent type of structure. And the sukkah represents a temporary type of dwelling. And that's why it says in the Gemara, up to 20 amas, a person can get away with building a temporary structure. You cannot. And that's how we learn why the schach can't be too high up. So you see this idea of sitting in a sukkah, the sukkah has to represent this idea of a temporary dwelling. So first of all, a small question, it's not a kasha, it's a question, a shaila. Why is it so imperative that the sukkah represents a temporary dwelling? It's question number one. But a bigger question, which I would call a kasha already, is that it seems to be contradicting a different idea that the Gemara later on, a lot later on, says to us. The Gemara later on, Daf Kafchesa Mudbeis, says the following. A, follow, a, a very famous concept that helps us understand the Gedel, the Gedel of how to fulfill the mitzvah of Sukkah. It says, Teshvukein Tadur. I want you to sit in your Sukkah as if you're sitting in your house. Mikanamu, Kol Shivas Yomim, the whole seven days, a person should make his Sukkah into his permanent dwelling. And his house should become now the temporary dwelling. What do you mean? Before we said the idea, the schach shouldn't be too high up. Why? Because it has to represent a temporary dwelling. Suddenly we're telling you, no, I want you to live there as if it's a permanent dwelling. And it continues on to say in the Gemara, what does that mean? What's the nafkamina? That if you have nice utensils at home, don't keep them in your house. Take them out into your sukkah. I want you to live there as if you're living from a permanent perspective, bring your kiddush cup, your silver kiddush cup, bring your couches, bring your nice chairs, table, beds, everything. Air conditioner, heating, whatever it is. So the question begs itself, it seems to be, mine obey, a contradiction. To answer this question, I want to take a visit to a very famous Tanaim, a world-class machloikis, if you will. The Gemara and Sukkah, Daf Yud Aleph Amud Beis, says... The Pasuk in Vaikra Kaf Gimel Memhei, that it says that we have to sit in the Sukkah, it says over there, why 
What's the reason? And it's very important to know these two reasons because the halacha, we have to have them both in mind when sitting in the sukkah. Leman The reason you're sitting in the sukkah is in order for your future generations to know. For HaKadosh Baruch Hu placed us, sat us, if you will, in the sukkahs. Which sukkahs? We're talking about the sukkahs that Bnei Israel were in after they left Mitzrayim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu took, took them out of Mitzrayim. And in the desert, during the 40-year journey period, Hashem placed them in the sukkahs and we have to commemorate this idea. So what is this idea? So it's a machloikis between Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Lezer takes it a bit out of context, but there's a lot of svar, a lot of logic in what he's doing. Because what's the big deal to rem- commemorate the idea that Pnei Yisrael created a sukkah? A hut. They created a hut. That's a normal thing that any person that crosses a, the desert and needs a bit of shade will create his own hut. So what, what are you really commemorating there? And hence, Rabbi Lezer says, you know what this really represents? It represents the Ananeha Kavod that protected us, that were very miraculous. And there's many Midrashei Chazal that explain to us how they protected the Jewish people from all kinds of things. They flattened the, the ground and they took care of uh, lions and tigers and, and they really protected us from the sun, from the rain, etc. Whereas Rabbi Akiva sticks with the Pshat and he says, no, no, it literally means to commemorate the idea that we sat, Bnei Israel sat in these, sukkah, in these sukkahs that they created. And as Rashi says over there, because they, and they protected us from the sun. So Rabbi makes a lot of sense. Even though it's not the simple understanding of the words, but it makes a lot of sense for his motivation to tell us why it represents the Ananea Kavod, which is, I guess, for the lack of a better translation, the clouds of glory that protected us from all the different directions, up, down, left, right, forward, backwards, totally covered us. But Rabbi Akiva needs a bit of explanation. Where is Rabbi Akiva coming from? He's saying, yeah, we're commemorating this idea that we... We lived in huts as we went through a journey in the desert. And isn't that normal? Everyone would do such a thing. And also, it's a bit incorrect in the text because it says, Because Hashem placed us in the sukkah. That's not really accurate. We, Bnei Yisrael put themselves in the sukkah and they built the sukkah. So why is, say, why is it saying that Hashem put, placed them into the sukkah? So there is the Ramban in Vayikra over there explains that according to Rabbi Akiva, we were commanded to remember these sukkahs, these huts that Nei Yisrael created for themselves. She that will remember that we were in the desert. We didn't come into any contact with a place of dwelling or houses. And here's the key sentence that I want to I want to touch upon. And HaKadosh Baruch was always with them and they weren't lacking anything. And we know they were not, they weren't lacking anything because HaKadosh Baruch Hu did all these miracles. Hare both, even Rabbi Akiva agrees that there was such a concept. And there's many chazals on this that even Rabbi Akiva agrees. There are many chazals that prove this point. It has to be that there was this concept of Anana Yaakov, the clouds of glory. So why is Rabbi Akiva sticking to the simple text? It's almost misleading because he's emphasizing the kochiv otzem yadi, what we did, what we created these huts. What's going on over here? So I think the answer is as follows. Rabbi Akiva wants to emphasize and 
remind us that even though we created those huts, but really we all know the clouds of glory were, was a Kaddish way of protecting us. And like many things in life, the optical illusion is that we're creating things to help us and we're doing something to protect us. We got a degree and therefore we're doing good in a certain profession. We have people skills and therefore we're able to connect a lot of people and make a network of people that helped us in life. But it's all one big fat optical illusion. And yes, despite the optical illusion, we need to do our ishtadlus. That is our responsibility. We can't just trust the miracle to happen. But at the end of the day, Rabbi Akiva is telling us, don't you get it? What life is all about is that you have to realize that yes, you have to do your ishtadlus. You have to put in your effort. But at the end of the day, anything you get at the end, is the result is not coming from you. It's coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why... On purpose, it says in the Pasuk, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu put us in those huts, in those sukkahs. But it's not true. We created it. The answer is, it is true. We created those huts to help protect us from all kinds of things, especially like Rashi emphasizes the sun. But it's not true. It's the Anani HaKavli that really did that at the end. Just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu set, us, set up for us the Be'er Miriam, that will have water along the way in the desert, which is a miracle. And just like the man that we had, which was a miracle, everything was miracles. But this concept that we do our ishtadlus, we do our best. And despite the fact that we do our best, really, what is giving us life, what is taking care of us, it's a Kaddish Buhu behind the scenes. The optical illusion will let us think otherwise. And hence the Pasuk screams out, no, don't you get it? You might have built the sukkah over there in the desert. But Hashem put us in there, i.e. Hashem protected us from everything around us. It was HaKadosh Buhu. So it's as if HaKadosh Buhu put us in those sukkahs, not ourselves. HaKadosh Buhu placed us there. And Rabbi Akiva wants us to, to realize that is what sukkahs represents. It's dafka that. Now we can understand this concept that we want to remember and commemorate for future generations. Because it's this, these sukkahs that we're sitting in that was indeed a temporary dwelling. And it has to be temporary. And despite the fact that it's temporary, we have to show Hashem we have bitachon in HaKadosh Buhu because we know just like then, the mechanism to protect Bnei Yisrael was Anani HaKavli, the clouds of glory. So too today there's other mechanisms and behind the scenes HaKadosh Buhu is taking care of us. And that's why we prove that bitachon in Hashem and we realize what happened back then by living in the sukkah in a permanent way. When we live in the sukkah in a permanent way, we show Hashem we trust you despite the fact we're in a temporary dwelling. And that's why this combination is so critical to bring this point home. We're showing Hashem we trust you Hashem. We know what happened back there in the desert that you took care, in the midbar that you took care of the soil. It wasn't the huts they built. And that's why that idea is the temporary dwelling. The, the structure is temporary. On the other hand, we're living there as if it's a permanent structure because we know it's all coming from HaKadosh Buhu and we trust HaKadosh Buhu to take care of us. And perhaps that's Pshad in what the Ramban is saying. That Pnei Yisrael were mutsuvit to remember that despite the fact we didn't come into any, no, any place of dwelling, still, for 40 years, HaKadosh Buhu was with us and we weren't lacking anything. And that is how we're, com- we're commemorating. This is what we're commemora- commemorating in the midst of sukkah. That it's temporary, but Hashem is really 
the one protecting us. And hence, we're going to live in this temporary dwelling in a permanent way to show our bitachon Hashem and realize that this optical illusion, that what we're doing is the only reason we're managing in life, and that's totally incorrect. It's only a tnai. Like Reb Chaim Shmulevit says, if you really put an effort into something, you got that, and you managed to succeed in Matzata, Tamin, believe, it's not Stam. And you put an effort, you got it. But it doesn't say that if you, the, the result, you worked hard and you got it. No, it says Umatzata. Matzata means you found it. What do you mean you found it? I put in time, efforts. That's why I found it. I didn't find it. I, I received it. The answer is no. It's always as if you found it, because it's only through HaKadosh Buhu that you're getting things. It's not Kochiv Otsam Yadi. It's not you. It's a Kaddish Buhu. That's what Sukkah represents. And that's the point Rabbi Akiva wants to emphasize. Yes, it is just the, this temporary dwelling structure that we're commemorating. Because of course we realize that what really protected us over there was a Kaddish Buhu through the Ananiya Kavod. When a person comes to the realization that we're going through this hallway of life, this huge optical illusion of what's happening here to give us room for to get closer to Hashem and to eventually get to Olam Abba, when a person comes to this realization, there's no bigger simcha than that because you totally trust the Kaddish Buhu. You're showing the Kaddish Buhu when you're going out to the Sukkah, I trust you Hashem. That's why Sukkah is Dafka now and not when logically in a chronological order it should have been around Pesach time. We know the famous answer because then it's, it's not so obvious that we're doing it because we trust Hashem. Because then it's nice to do it. Now there's a risk. Is it going to rain in Eretz soil? Is it not going to rain? But we're still going out. We show totally, total trust in the Kaddish Buhu. And that's why it's also the only Chag that's really called Zman Simchaseinu, the time of, of Simcha. Why? Because when you come to this realization, no matter what comes your way in life, you can reach a true level of Simcha, realizing that Hashem is the one that's taking care of me. And whatever comes my way is coming from Hashem. It's the Anani Akavlet. It's not the Sukkah I built which is just temporary, but it's rather the behind the scenes. The sukkah is the optical illusion. And that's why we also say Kohelet in sukkah and Shabbos Cholamoid. Why? Kohelet says everything in this world is nothing. It's all fake. Why? It's all, everything in this world represents this idea of being temporary. There's nothing that lasts in this world, only in the world to come. Because it's all one big optical illusion. The behind the scenes is the Kaddush Buchu, And that's what we're going to see. And we won't be it won't be behind the scenes, but it'll be in front of us. In Ulam Abba, as we know, the Gemara Baruch says, in this world, when bad things happen to someone, he says, the Baruch of uh, the Kodesh Buchu's Dayan Emes. But in the world to come, everything, there only be, will be one Baruch, because it's going to be so obvious why it's something good, and it came from Hashem. So there'll only be a Toy V'Amitiv. I'd like to end with a very short mashal I probably said in the past, but I think it really brings this point home that the, the life is just a pozdo, it's just a hallway to the world to come, and everything is very temporary, and we have to live through life realizing that, realizing that everything is coming behind the scenes from Kaddish Bohu. And there was once upon a time a person that really wanted to feel what it's like to be in a luxurious hotel, a very, very fancy luxurious hotel. He didn't have enough money, so for five years he's been saving up to finally go to this luxurious, fancy, whatever they have today, five, six-star hotel. He goes to the hotel, and they give him a... Everyone was dressed like very chashuv, very important people. So one person that was working there took them, the manager asked him to take him to show him his room. 
So he, he says, come right this way, please, sir. As they walk into the room, he sees what's going on over here. The room is so dark. There's no windows. This is ridiculous. This is what I was looking for. This is what I was paying so much money for. I, I saved for several years. What's going on? So he, he kind of raised his voice and said, what? This is it? This is it? What's going on? So the person, the worker said, relax, relax. This is just the elevator. You didn't reach your destination. This is just the temporary elevator that's going to reach you to your final destination. Have a good Shabbos and a good Moyed. Thank you for joining us. This is the Prism of Torah. Visit our website, prismofterra.com, where you'll find a full archive of hundreds of past every Torah. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and don't forget to share with your friends and family. Sponsorship opportunities are available for all of our episodes. Thank you, Yonavefa, for your recording equipment. Produced by Ellie Podcast Productions.